0: Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast, when living your dream
1: is the only option.
0: Our next guests, a Los Angeles-based husband and wife duo, they congregate around wistful harmonies, intimate lyrics, unshakable melodies, and disarming comedic banter. That sounds a little bit like you and I.
1: Jason. Yeah, it does. Do uh, we just a... become best friends? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: few years ago, they went on a mission to play a show every day for a year. And that became the documentary after so many days. They have a new album out. It's called Good on the Other Side. They also have a kid now. What in the hell's happening? Please welcome Jim Hanf and Samantha Yannick, also known as the duo Jim and Sam. Welcome, Jim and Woo. Sam.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So I was just saying, saying what in the hell is happening is, is literally the voice in my head every morning. Yes, so thank you wait. for echoing, yeah, echoing yes. what I feel yeah. most most minutes of the day.
0: You thought that tour was for a year was yeah. difficult. Yeah. No. Cut to,
3: nope.
2: Yeah, we had outlines. We had an endpoint. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That is very funny. Okay, we're going to uh, dig into that uh, tour because we just watched the documentary and also talk about the new album and everything else. And that's all coming up next. We made it to season three of the Cuz I Have To podcast.
1: When living your dream is the only option.
0: We are your hosts. I'm Julie Slater.
1: And I'm Jason Friday.
0: We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears
1: and going for it in life. We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it.
0: And we're back. Jim (laughs) and
3: Sam, how do you have any moments away from your child? How old is your kid now? She is, I'm like, how old is she? She is two and a half, almost. Oh, terrible twos. That's fantastic. Terrible, terrible twos. That it was doesn't funny. look terrible. like you guys have
0: slept in 48 weeks. No, I'm kidding. We, we haven't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we actually sleep now. It was, it's weird. We are sleeping. Yeah, now we sleep, of. mostly. You guys yeah. sleep apnea. That, that has nothing yeah, to do well, with yeah, the baby. but that's
3: not, yeah. But uh, yeah, we sleep sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, but no, yeah. we, we, she's, she's actually, she's like in a little daycare, Sometimes, So that's when we get to do other life things.
2: Yeah, mainly like panic and, and sort of, you know, <laughs> the, the minute we get through the panic and like the arguing and then we all of a sudden figure out what we're going to do and it's like, oh, we're late. for.
0: Oh, hello there, guys. This is the part of the program where the Zoom freezes up and we pause for a second. Oh, and now we're back. Okay, uh, before our computers froze, you were talking about <laughs> how... Um, you have daycare, and you do all these things, and you make lists, and then by the time you're about to actually go into action, it's time to
3: pick up your daughter. Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah. When I no. hear it, when I hear it back
2: like that, it sounds like we're really struggling. <laughs> Can we I, I don't know how this I don't no, know but we
3: have we have gotten better about it. Like we it's Can we like, redo it? We, uh, <laughs> can we re-say it? <laughs> no, we,
2: <laughs> so you guys
1: we def- have a daughter. Please go ahead. want <laughs> <laughs> start from that? <there.
3: laughs> that sounds like quite a rock and roll life you're
0: living. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's nothing. No, like it's it. we
3: but we do we try to fight faster. We fight faster to get so that we can get other things done before that. But yeah, no, it's it's it it is. It's the best thing, but it's a, it's definitely been a transition to uh you know, from just being us. Sure. Right. Yeah. It always is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we
0: could go back, let's go back pre-child. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we did just watch the documentary after so many days, which how did you guys come up with the idea? Well, you were pretty truthful in the opening of that documentary of why you did it. You decided to do, we're going to go out on the road and do a show a day for 365 days, you want to just talk a little bit about,
3: um, how you came up with that idea. Yeah. Yeah. We were, um, we had just gotten married. Right. And, uh, we were kind of in this, we were in this rut and, and Jim and I don't, we don't always agree on everything. We agree on not much. Um, (laughs) but this, we had like, we had a notebook filled with like a million different ideas. And I think this was the one idea that we were both agreeing on we and we were
2: (laughs) just to mention we were a band before we were ever in a relationship so Mm. that was kind of the foundation of everything and i think when we got married all of a sudden a relationship and that part of it and families and all that it became sort of this crazy focus for a minute and i think we were really ready to kind of switch back and and within the first year they say like the first year of, of marriage each person's kind of posturing for the rest of their lives in a weird way and that's, you get getting the most fights during the first year because you're like, oh, this person never puts the dishes away and I'm not living in a, a world and a life like that. And then it just <laughs> erupts. So I think for the two of us, it was kind of this, this element of that commitment where it's kind of like, great, we're married now and who knows, we might have a baby, who knows what's going to happen, but we have to keep music the, the, the alive. Yeah. And yeah. Right. this little seed of an idea started in, in, with the producer in Sweden and we were like late night one night and he said, you guys should just play every day, like play all the time. And then he was just saying it in jest and we took it serious and kept it in the back of our minds. And we were like,
3: yeah, that's a that's an idea. And we were we were actually at a I think it was a one year old's birthday party at the time. And Jim and I looked at each other and we were like, we got to get out of here. And so we, yeah. and we, yeah. we left we right. We left the party and we drove to Joshua Tree. No drugs. Yeah, no no drugs. But we that <laughs> what that night we were like, okay, we're gonna do this tour. And we had just, I think actually the night of our wedding, we had just gotten put on some tour of like twenty shows or something. And we were like, Okay, we've got the first twenty shows booked. So like we were like, Okay, we're gonna do it. We kind of like we looked at the moon that night and we were like, Yeah, we'd be doing this.
2: <laughs> and then we yeah, and then we just we just did it yeah
3: we just were like okay
2: <laughs> you can't think about that kind of idea too much and if you st- sort of get into like high level planning mode and yeah. strategy i mean we have cr- it's crazy now when we look back we have this insane spreadsheet of 365 rows and each person that helped us put on a show and each venue and then like it, we everything have, that fell apart
3: but yeah and then right. the
2: filming co- yeah and then the filming component was a whole nother piece of it it was just pretty crazy yeah so I I loved it. Yeah, I was just going to explain <laughs> just, a little bit uh,
0: from yeah. watching the documentary. Yeah. So, you know, they only you guys only had 20 shows booked when you went on the tour, you said, for 365 days.
3: Mm. Well, the in, in when we we had the seed of the yeah. idea when we said yes, we had 20 days and then we had like the first 75 kind of mapped out, but then we had nothing else. Yeah. Just ideas of what we were going to we do. We were like it's going to snowball. I yeah, mean, we were it's like just... well, it's going to work out. <laughs> we we'll we, we'll figure it out as we yeah. go. Oh, my God. So, of God. course, they would
0: show in the documentary that some shows didn't work out, and then a day would come, and the hours were ticking, and they didn't have a show. And it was so cool to see you guys just approaching, like, whether it was a bodega or, I don't know, if it was, like, a restaurant. I think I saw a salon. You're just like, oh, the delivery <laughs> the delivery guy comes and delivers yeah. food, and you're like, hey, can we play a show for you? <laughs> um, yeah. That is so much I guess to me, I don't know how outgoing you guys were before then, but I would think that would change you. I think Jason's uh, Jason's way more outgoing than I am as a far, as far as approaching people. But I mm. would imagine after a year of that, like nothing has to phase you. Just like hey, you know, what do you feel like that that changed you? Just even that
3: whole like having to ask people, hey, can I just play some songs for you? I, it's really funny you say that because Jim and I kind of have a similar dynamic where I think Jim has less of a hard time going up to people and saying that where I was just like, Oh good, we're going to do this again. (laughs) And, and yeah. And then by the end I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'll do it this time. Can I do it this time? Um, but I, I do have to say like, it's like any kind of practice, like it wears off if you don't do it. Um, so even after that tour, um, we've kind of jumped into kind of doing things similarly again, and you have to, like, relearn the muscle. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that it's there. Like, you know it's there, and there's, like, this little treasure box that you open up and be like, oh, yeah, like, that's how that makes you feel. And, like, that's, it's not so scary. And, you know, you just, it just, you have multiple reminders of that, which is, like, a really cool thing.
2: And yeah. We also used music during that time as the, like, like everybody has a lock, or like, every stranger has a lock. And, like... You can unlock people. It's like really, really hard, but music was the thing that was unlocking them and then we thought it was the music and then we realized as we went on and the people the conversations you would have after playing and all that, it was just the fact that we were showing up to this thing we were passionate about and that we loved and we cared about, that's what unlocked people. So that's the thing that we kinda of carry with us now. Uh, and, and I mean that's that's kind of the the way we sort of
3: yeah, it, well, it, well, and, and on that took same thought, what's interesting about it is I think part of the fear when you do go up to somebody and you do approach somebody is, oh, like they're going to think I'm nuts. Um, and they do, <laughs> they do initially. Um, we because, were nuts. We're talking about it, was just a, we
2: were nuts. We were
3: nuts, but the thing is, is you know, everybody's a little nuts. Yeah. yeah. And I think once that's kind of out of the way and you kind of put the most vulnerable thing out there, it creates this like really amazing moment between people of like, cool, like we've already done the thing that's weird. Now we can just talk. Um, and that, that was one of the best parts of the whole experience was just being able to have these amazing conversations with people. We definitely never would have had because they're judging you and you're judging them. And all you see is what you, you know, face value. And it was really cool to kind of get beyond that. Did anyone say no? It's a lot. <laughs> well, no, no. no,
2: no. I supr- shockingly, like I, I when we I, had
3: like two or three. That's it. Oh yeah. my god. Wow. That's yeah. Nothing. And what's? But like, those were hard noses. Right. They were like, you know, they were. That was.
2: Uh, yeah. We were. Uh, one was in New York at a. Uh, oh yeah. Rental car facility, and the woman was not having it.
3: She was like, "What if you can't sing?" we were like, that was her response. <laughs> yes. and, we were like, we were, and we were like, you were was right. Like, you're, that's I, valid, you know. know?
2: <laughs> and, I, and, I, and we're not going to like sit there and be like, oh, we can sing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, then it just, then it becomes, the whole thing just becomes weird. It's like. So I
3: was like, okay, I guess we'll see you later. And it was just super awkward. And we had to get our car anyway. And so we were just had this whole awkward exchange and then we just left. Um, <laughs> that's very so that funny. was a weird Only no. in New York. Yeah. You
0: said it was in New York.
3: Yeah, it Jersey. was in New York, Jersey, yeah. oh, Jersey. Oh, yeah. oh, even worse. Jersey, yeah. Friends don't <laughs> let friends live in Jersey. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I love making fun of Jersey because I lived in New York for a long time. Uh, wow, that's so so interesting. Well, I would think this is a lot. Um, I was in sort of like a self development group, and they were tr- like getting us to not to stop worrying about what other people think of you. And I love the line: "People already hate you." Like Mm. there's a bunch of people who already just can't stand just when they just look at you, they don't even know you. So they had a a thing that we had to go do is go in a public place and lie down for three minutes just to (laughs) like show you other than a worker might be like, are you okay?" But literally people (laughs) drinking beers are just like (laughs) they don't care what you're doing. So I feel like that was a great example First yeah. of all, of I mean, really, if someone says no, what's the big deal? other than the fact that you got to find someone else then to let you do a show because you you're on a you know a, a a clock clock of when you got to do shows. But yeah, it seems pretty pretty neat. But then I, I would imagine some really beautiful things, just even the the stuff you showed in the documentary, just showing people. And really the connection of people and them being like so touched that you were there and maybe they were having a really bad day. I think there was a guy, it was his birthday and he was working in a bodega or whatever. You came in and I mean, it's kind of neat the whole, the way the universe works and how you guys just happened to be there at that time. And must've had some really special moments on top of moments where you were like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's funny how like, it, that, that laying down moment of just going and laying down it, that, that's a really cool exercise. And it's, it's just, it just kind of like rips away that, yeah, that fear. And, and, um, I think just speaking to the, about the bodega guy, it's just those, I think we thought all of these, just none of the shows that were going to be, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up here. I, my, my brain just stopped. Well, I think I you. think what you're... Leaving, I think what you want... I, I, I'm going to say something. I'm gonna I had say, like 10 thoughts at once. I'm going to say something and I'm going
2: to go, is this what you meant? And yeah, this yeah, is okay, your opportunity thank you, to be like, thank oh my God, absolutely. Thank you. Even though it has nothing to do okay, with okay, it. Okay,
3: great. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know, I appreciate think, that. I think
2: uh, <laughs> it, some, somewhere during the tour, I don't know when it was, but it got to the point where it wasn't just about... It was about building a connection with the audience, even if it was one person. Yeah, sure. 500 people, whatever, and I think mm. what Sam was going to say is there were these shows we got to play, massive shows, sold-out theaters, these crazy things, and I think every band, every every person can that's been in that role can remember moments where they did that, and they're like, I felt nothing. Like, mm. you felt, you it, because you didn't connect, you didn't have this connection, so I think we would play these shows, and towards the end of the tour, there would be days where we would go and do one of those weird things, because something got cancelled, and we would do it. It would be It would check a box, yes, we did it. And then we'd walk away from the place. Specifically, I remember something in L.A. where that happened. We walked away, and we were like, that doesn't count. Mm. That Whatever just happened, we were noise pollution in that moment. And, I mean, there were moments that we were noise pollution, and it's shown in the film where you're at a restaurant, nobody cares, and it's humiliating, but it, you still showed up. It, but, but when it falls flat in terms of trying to build that connection we're talking about, we would go and we would find another place. And it would always end up being like a vape shop that like blows our minds. Like I would never ever go into I would never go into a vape (laughs) shop. I don't vape. I have no interest in it. I actually think it's a weird thing. And then we would go in and then all of a sudden like eight vapors just (laughs) straight (laughs) straight loving it and then like the guy who owns it is like can I give you anything I mean can I give you anything in exchange can I pay and I was like there's nothing in here you could pay me with like there's literally nothing rolling pa- I don't even want rolling paper I want nothing a- do you have a uh, lava unless lamp? it's the
1: US dollar a currency lava
2: lamp. oh lava yeah. would have been good a neon a sign maybe good. I don't know <laughs> um is that what you were gonna say? Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god.
3: So
0: then did you feel you talk a little bit, I think, in your bio about um manifesting. Let me read this part. Throughout life, we make a series of promises, pledges, and pacts. They manifest in different forms, whether it be on paper, as a ring, or through consistently showing up. Jim and Sam cement their commitment to one another in music. Ah, oh, that's very nice. Um, what do you think from doing that 365 shows, what, I know you kind of put out what you were maybe manifesting more with your music career and you, it sounds like you did get signed at the end of it, uh, with a label you wanted to be with. Like, what do you think you manifested during that? That was quite an undertaking. Did you ever think of quitting and what did you manifest? Answer all those please. (laughs)
3: Um, Let's see. In that order. (laughs) Uh, I think the for me, I think the biggest thing that was manifested was if you want to do something and you commit to it and you show up to it, um, then whatever the outcome is, as long as you're committed, as long as you're showing up, it doesn't actually matter because you're going to get so much you're going to get so much from that. Um, I think the outcome is always this. It, you should have a goal. Like You should always have a goal, but usually you're not going to hit that goal. Um, and I think like people's goals can really get in their way of just kind of showing up. Um, and also, like yeah, many times in our brains, like, we'd had a really shitty day, and we were like, but I don't think we were ever really going to quit.
2: No, I, that... that... That, that possibility left early on.
3: Yeah. So I mean, that, we wanted to. Like, we, we definitely wanted to. But I think once you kind of get into the habit of something, that the idea of quitting, I think the idea of quitting scarier once, like, before you've started. You know, like, because once you're in it, it's like, I'm here. I'm yeah. doing it. Like, what's the point of quitting now? Like, it doesn't even matter what happens. I'm, I've done the thing. The,
2: the, yeah, to, to that point, the hard yeah. part, during it was like it, halfway through, it got to a point where we just wanted to work on new music, but we were doing this crazy tour, mm. and we wanted to kind of go and sort of focus our energy into that. But we were already on track with this other thing, and that was a really tricky time. That, and I think what's the the, the fact that we couldn't just go and work on music, and we had to see this thing through to the end. That was a massive learning experience of just completing something. Mm. Yeah, you know where like. You almost, and it's almost anticlimactic at a point. Like you get to the, you know what I mean. You get to the end of this thing, and you're like, "I'm so happy it's over," but I'm not. It was just a weird, a weird thing.
3: But it's it's that thing of like you can only be where you are, and like that practice of that, and and then at the end, what was I think what was really healthy and unhealthy at the same time for us was that we did have this film that we were going to make, so we had the next project already that we could dive into, um, so it didn't feel like okay now what. But with COVID and with having a kid, you know, there's definitely now always that question of now what, but I think what I'm really grateful for specifically from that project is we have this, like, again, this sort of box of like, okay, like we know how to show up to something. We just have to pick the thing, show up, and then go from there. Like we've learned the lesson, now it's just choosing. Um, And I'm grateful for that piece.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people psych themselves out with big ideas. I remember when we were doing this tour, a friend of ours, really good friend, said a lot of artists he works with a lot of artists, a lot of artists end up not doing the thing they dream of doing because they're afraid that the reality at the end won't match their vision and their dream. And that's for sure with our tour. I mean, this is not the way our tour went, the way it ended up, all that stuff, that was not what we imagined when we set out, you know? Chris I I imagine like literally holding holding hands, locking fingers with Chris Martin on stage, with our like arms up, and he, like and like three six five like lit up in this massive arena, and like it didn't happen uh, at Wembley but, Stadium or something. Yeah, one hundred percent. <laughs> yes, 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 And then we do a small show at Royal, Royal Albert Hall just for the fans, and um, I uh, so you know, but but to the manifestation part, I think there was this feeling of of success, right, in the back of our minds. It was like this trying to manifest success, whatever that meant. I think what we we didn't manifest success, but we did manifest uh, defining what success means to us. And I think what it means to us is the desire to show up. It's not just showing up. It's actually the desire to show up. I mean, I think about, for me, I think about like Neil Young and Harvest Moon all the time, that record, because I think he was 49. He did not have to release one of the most beautiful, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful records of all time. Sure. 49, and he still showed up to create this thing, and he did it because he had the de- de- desire to do Do you it. think 49 is mind, when
0: it's over? You just stop? <laughs> that's when it begins. That's <laughs> when it begins. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's
1: yeah. when it begins.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, 49 is, well, yes, but for now I'm saying there's, there was that option where he could just go and be super artsy and, and get, do this thing, but he still had the des- desire to write something that connected right with but, people. It wasn't just um abstract or or for himself it was still for an audience and uh yeah so uh, anyway um that's I think what we kind of hold on to now and I have friends that call up or I have a a buddy of mine who released a a record and had a big video premiere on Rolling Stone and this big moment and I called him up and he was like I was like congratulations on the release man I'm so excited and it was like, yeah, looks are deceiving, you know, it's not really what I expected, like, with this release and all this stuff. And then we talked about it, and I was like, you have to remember the the moment you wrote that song, that feeling you had, nothing is going to get better than it. Mm. Nothing will mm-hmm. ever be better than the moment where the idea hits your head and your fingers hit the guitar or your piano or whatever the word rolls out. That's it. So keep just just remember that, and everything else is kind of, so it kind of reverses the cake in a way. If that makes sense, you know, I've always thought
0: about. um, I once was listening to a show talking about Oscar winners that after they win, it's actually a very depressed time for them because it's Mm -hmm. a little bit of like, well, then, then what? Like, I just won this, Mm -hmm. like, like nothing's gonna match that. You know, if that was their dream, or you know, I'm sure it's very exciting to win an Oscar and go to those parties, but then in the big scheme of things, like, what is that even about? It's not really about. That's an award. Anyway, I,
3: I, yeah, I feel like yeah, it it yeah, no, it's it's like that hunger. It's like where do where do you get hunger after that? Right. And I think the hunger is the most exciting part. It's like ooh, now what? Um, because that's the that's the best the best part.
1: Right, because the only reason why you got that Oscar was because you were starving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you got your bagel, and you got yeah. your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah exactly yeah. It,
2: yeah. it's why the first few records of most bands if you look back it's just like those first you know like you listen to I Will Follow by You 2 and you're like this is track one on their debut album and it's like just you, your hair is just like completely blown back and you're like this is insane yeah uh and that's their first record and Jericho that drive. And then, you know, I mean I love that band, but I have issues with that. Whatever. We all do. We have issues with our favorite <laughs> bands. We're not gonna get into it. I'm yeah. not here to defend you two. It's not yeah, yeah. what I'm here all about. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you wanna talk about Zo Europa for a minute?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wanna okay, you were set. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big You're gonna go to... I was a big U two <laughs> yeah. fan, like
0: when I was fifteen, I was obsessed and all that. But there was that Europa and one other record.
2: Disco tech, Yeah, I was pop. just like, yeah. no
0: thanks. Then They came back, and I'll say, <laughs> you know, their other albums are better than those. And I even think Bono admits to some of that being bad.
2: Do you think, can I ask you a yeah. question? Do you think All That You Can't Leave Behind, which I think is a great, uh, amazing album, do you think that phrase is like, He's referring to Pop and Zeropa. <laughs> yeah. Like you think he's literally just being like, "Man, here we are. I just can't. All that I can't can't leave those behind. They're there. They're like can't get rid of them. So <laughs> yeah, I can't get forever. rid of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, I do. And I also think he was talking about the record that he put into your iTunes account.
2: No. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. He was a prequel. It was, it was, it was a warning.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that is so tough, though. You know, even we were talking about Coldplay. I think. Coldplay, I, you know, I still we actually just got to interview for 10 minutes exactly, we got to interview Chris Martin and I think Johnny from the Johnny, band
1: yeah.
0: um, but Cold. anyway, I still think their first album you know, if you have like a Desert Island disc of like old, like when I don't listen to that for a, whatever, a decade, you go back and listen so it, it is very interesting that you know, band's first albums there's so much It's, you know, that's another thing for bands. Like, how do you keep that magic going? But I will give, I still, you guys know being in bands. I've only been in one band and then I just played solo. But even that was such a lesson in, in like a a band is, I can't even be being married. I mean, we do work together ourselves, but you guys being married and in a group, like a band is a marriage. So to me, Mm. like the fact that you two could stay together for, for this long whether or not you love their music or not, like they like each other still or can tolerate each other. That's a long time, like to be on the same vision, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They also just have a lot of mortgages, I think. To be like, I think like they had so much success, they overbought houses and then they're just like, I'm locked in. And then the interest rate changed and, you know, Larry Jr. Yeah, just still trying Jr. to redo yeah. his
3: Malibu place yeah. that yeah. he couldn't get a permit for. Yeah. Yeah. They really want that green tile in the bathroom. <laughs> he d- no, but to the they said th-
2: th- they actually said to that point. Um, I heard Bono say something which I appreciated, which is uh, when you're in a band that long, you know where you got your memories from, and that's I think one of the biggest things with with us when we get into these arguments. We've been a band now for 15 years almost. Mm-hmm. We've gone through like we've had like you know every peak and valley and every almost oh, this might yeah. happen and all these things. And then we both made probably mis- not mistakes, but we've learned lessons, and we've done these things. And then so, you just have this like weird PTSD like throughout your whole body when you're making a decision, or when somebody comes up, it's like, "Hey, here's a great idea," and you're like, "Are you an idiot? <laughs>
3: you think that's a great idea?" I Do- would never say I that. I know, or
2: like, or like if if like if I'm being like uh. what quote unquote fear based, right? Like if I'm if I'm, I'm operating out of fear. Sam knows it because she knows where I, what, 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 all the yeah. things I'm fearful For
3: better, for worse, all the um, things, yeah.
2: So we're working on it. We're going yeah. through our values. And uh, <laughs> we're figuring out, you know, where our crossover is. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay, oh, so you, you spent go. this year out on the road and you traveled the world. Um, and then after that, for, for a band like you, then COVID hits and you're stuck. Now, you also had this baby, right? As Did you have the baby right during like the height of the pandemic and then you were just yeah. stuck in your homes and were you pulling your hair out? What's happening?
3: Yeah. So we, we did this tour and then we, we made the film for like six to eight months and then we went on tour again, actually with William Fitzsimmons oh, cool. for another, yeah, for like another six, seven months. So we were out on the road like almost every day again. And then we were also promoting the film and then it was March, 2020 and we were about to go to South by and we didn't go because everything shut down. And then two months later, I got pregnant. And then we were home for two years. <laughs> that's so, I mean, <laughs> it's so crazy. You know,
0: so many people ended up having babies in the. That, that's so crazy during this insane, especially to find out right then when that had to be the time when it was still like. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Yeah, cool. Having a baby. Oh my
3: god. (laughs) Um, We can't leave (laughs) the house.
0: I mean, people had babies and like their family couldn't see the baby. Yeah, my
3: my family didn't see me pregnant. My family didn't couldn't meet meet my daughter when she was first here for the first two months. It was it was insane. It was just like, what is it? Jim became like crazy neurotic. Sorry, Jim. (laughs) 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 Like, we, uh, we just, like, we were so, because also, like, you're just like, oh, like, I'm also protecting this thing that I don't know yet. Yeah. You know? And so, you're just like, it was just, we became, we became a little nuts.
2: We became the worst versions of ourselves. I mean,
3: Just for a little bit. Just for a
2: little bit. Everyone did, right? (laughs) I always equate like everybody's like an oven with dials and COVID like was like just like a crazy chef that came in and like turned every dial. (laughs) Whatever those dials are on you. And for me, you know, it I'm still I'm I'm working my way back.
3: You know, it's come down. It's It's come come down. down. Yeah. 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 No, I
1: I get it. I mean, I, I brought this up so many times. I got injured in January of 2020 and I didn't walk for 10 months. So oh, I yeah, was during COVID, I was 2 like months ahead of had the a broken pandemic. ankle. Yeah.
3: Oh, my yep. oh my gosh. So, t- so I, think, so I yeah, had to risk my life, go to the
0: grocery store alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, she had to go. We live on a sec- on the second floor so I couldn't go outside.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it was, oh that Oh, was- pesky pesky pandemic. wonderful pandemic
1: so when you guys are saying all that joking or not I get it a lot of stuff yeah Yeah.
3: Yeah. I really do get it on top of not being able to find flour to make bread (laughs) that was honestly that was that was the lowest of the lowest it was it it really was the lowest yeah
1: no toilet paper no flour
0: I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then you uh, have this new album, uh, "Good on the Other Side." Was this all written during the pandemic? Was did you have the baby yet? Were
3: you pregnant? What's? It was kind of yeah. It was it was written during the pandemic, right when she came, right after she came. It was kind of that. It was a little before, a little during, and a little after, and it's kind of the journey of those three times. Um, and then and then actually, I think towards the end of it. We wrote a couple songs that kind of made us, that we were super nostalgic about kind of our lives before all of this happened. So there's a couple of those songs on the record too. So it's kind of this all encompassing emotional roller coaster of, yeah, of that whole experience. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So what are the
0: songs, because um, we'll, we'll definitely play some of this on my radio show, So, and we can play some songs, too. What are the songs, like, do you want to name some of the tracks, like, that were maybe about before, like, how you're mentioning sort of your chapters in life?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking? Take Wait, what, Take it what? away, Jim. Me?
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll interrupt you. Don't worry. <laughs> Me? Well, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess well, tr- let's talk about track one. I guess okay, sort of, right? Or space for the is. stranger. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good. Space one. Space for the stranger. I would say that that was sort of the one where I think we were like, oh, this is that kind of became sort of a, an anchor for the rest of the, the record, and that started because we we live in a two bedroom in Santa Monica, that, and the second room was our studio. It was our it was like it was our everything room, and then. When we found out Hazel was born, it was like three or four months prior to her arriving, and we were just cleaning out the room, pulling everything off the walls, taking all the gear out, putting in a crib. It was just basically to completely changing this room that meant so much to us for so many years. it's where we made the film. There was just all these pieces that were so connected to this room. And then
3: uh, we moved it all into this boiler room that we're in right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we were so we were t- kind of taking things off the wall and we were going through old tour posters. And then the next morning, uh, Jim's kind of downstairs and he's twinkling in the piano. And uh, I think like the first lyric came out of your mouth. It was like, "Do you remember for late night in Boston?" And then we just literally started kind of going through, you know, all these memories that you know we are kind of, we thought we were just going to have to let go of, or we just didn't know what was our life was going to look like, uh, once she came. And so that kind of, that song kind of was born from this feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's space for the stranger. Um, and then, and then she came and I think because it was the pandemic and it was tough and we had nobody around and it was, uh, we kind of had a tough go of things, True. uh, we uh it was kind What's of that mean <laughs> it was <Can laughs> that you when goodbye, that i thing? don't want to be <laughs> with was, you <laughs> anymore see you later or that didn't make the album <laughs> that that one that one didn't make the cut um <laughs> but uh it was yeah i think i wasn't fully ready to get back to the music i mean we were like six weeks out and uh jim was like kind of trying to pull me out of this i wasn't in a darkness but i was just in a fog um and so this next, this the song was called, it's called "House on Fire," uh, was one of the first songs that we wrote, and kind of, yeah, it was just kind of yeah, about. Yeah, but just to,
2: to, you were, we both were, we were both were a little depressed. I mean, it was not. Yeah, it was like it kind wasn't, of postpartum. Oh yeah, was, sure. and both of us, both of us were were going through it in different ways. Yeah, and, um, I think that song. Luckily, when you have a partnership like we do. And, and even pre-baby, pre-all that stuff, there's always, one of us, it's very rare that both of us are, like, underwater. Like, there's always somebody who's, like, slightly above water and is like, I got you. I got, and then all of a sudden, the next person gets up and they're like, now you made me depressed by, by pulling you out of your situation. Now I'm going to be depressed <laughs> for Thursday. And um, House on Fire is really that that moment of us kind of being there for each other, but then also having this new thing in Hazel, which is our daughter our daughter, like, this new thing that we love more than each other i mean right can i say that you feel that good
3: to know uh but but this thing this thing that you'll do anything for in a weird way and it's kind of
2: this this uh so yeah so that and that starts off the record because the record being called good on the other side like i think in our in our minds the record really is sort of trusting in the process of, of going through all this and and it being good on the other side, or different, or whatever it might be, and yeah. and it's a pretty dark song, and it opens up the record, and then and then hopefully we end in a in a lighter place at the end.
3: Yeah, but yeah, but House House on Fire is kind of like Hazel and the music and each other kind of pulling us out of this time, and also just paying homage to the time. It's like, hey, sometimes you're just there, and you just have to be there, and then eventually there will there will be another side. Um, right now, yeah. it's
0: like this. That's a good saying. Right now, it's like this. That's it. Mm. Right now, it's uh, like this. Now, I like that. During yeah.
3: the pandemic,
0: Jason and I had some feels about Los Angeles, and you do have this song, Leaving Los mm. Angeles for Good. Now, you haven't left. So, what are the thoughts about leaving Los
3: <laughs> Angeles for good? Well, go as far away here? as you can. What is <laughs> Jason, yeah. born and raised. Where are you guys from? Born okay. and raised. Wow. Jim's from Philly, Philly. outside of Philly. The edge of Jersey. The oh, <laughs> no way! Come on, that sounds yeah, dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah
1: it, does.
0: it sounds like
2: a it sounds like the title Bruce was gonna use. <laughs> right. It was like darkness at the edge of table. He's like edge of Jersey. Don't think it's right. It's you know yeah. darkness
3: on the edge of Jersey.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You were gonna
3: say. Oh, and no, and I'm from uh, I'm from Dallas, but yeah, I don't think don't roll
2: over Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, Because I'm
3: not I'm not proud of it. Okay, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> you know i was whatever anyway so we it's okay but we yeah we, we we talk about leaving los angeles every day yeah um but and especially after hazel came it was this big question mark of like you know is this place gonna be right for her is it right for us but it keeps pulling us back there's yeah yeah we are uh there are the obvious things that
2: are going on in the city that i think we all are aware of and, and know and it's it's happening. Every major is going through it, and it's a, it's a really tough in that way. It's also uh, yeah, sure. space is a part of it, right? We think about you know we have these moments. These we we always uh, there's an Abbott Brothers lyric that I always think of when we talk about leaving, mm. which is lies don't need an airplane to chase you anywhere, and that is essentially that's their their way of saying wherever you go, there you are. Mm. And and we I think every time we think of leaving. It's always driven by something like, oh, if we leave, we'll have so much space and we can write like so many songs in this cabin in the backyard, ADU and blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh, if we leave, we're going to, you know, we're going to really build a community of people who like really want to hang out. And it's like, hold on a second. All those things can happen here. It just might look a little different. So what happens is we stop and then we go like to kind of prove to ourselves like, well, let's write all the songs here, proving that we're doing that. And then let's move to the ADU and then. We write those songs and we fall in love with something new about the city and we're back in it. And then I also think just being here, there's there's a, the city really drives us. I think because like the city is forever unreachable, Hmm. it's just forever, it will forever be unattainable. And I think there's something about that that like it kind of, it pushes us and it keeps us on this musical, performative, entertainment, whatever track.
3: And it's exhausting and it's confusing and it's that too and i think that's why we wrote that song because it was we still don't know and we you know (laughs) but and that's yeah and that's okay for today for now Sure. Maybe you're just warning Los Angeles. Look, we could leave one day. <laughs> yeah, just <watch> exactly.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> I you was looking be, at it more nice like, dress. man, no wonder why I feel so screwed up. I've been here my entire.
3: That's life. right. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you seem really balanced, by the way. <laughs> you know, I just maybe that's say. the key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's
2: yeah. Well,
1: I've seen it change so much too that I've had to like adapt with the change. <laughs> You know, yeah. the city is not the same as it used to be in many ways, yeah. many ways. Yeah. Um, but it's okay, cool. I mean, um, yeah, get it.
0: Uh, what's next for you guys? You got the album out and uh, playing some shows. I saw you have a date with Katie Tunstall.
2: That's right. Yeah, we're playing in like, next. Next I'm weekend? Not, yeah, that, this, I'm not sure when this, this yeah, will This may, surface, but this may probably,
0: air after that. Is it June 18th?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We So let's just, uh, we'll future it. Uh, we played a show with KT a couple weeks ago at uh, Poppy and Harriet's <laughs> and Josh retreat. I've never been
0: there. How was it? It's really <laughs> How amazing. How the crowd?
2: She, the crowd was great. <laughs> she was really sweet. Really sweet. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of something really, like we sold so many <laughs> T-shirts. pieces of merch. We actually went to the um, show and we
3: couldn't get in. It, it was sold that, out. That's was, right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We taped it for you guys. We'll send it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: It's uh, it's weird. Hey, it's weird. There's no pictures of the show online. I know it's weird. No one had a camera. And I like I like the uh, no, um yeah. We, so what's next? I mean, the next thing for us is is uh, another kid. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. Yeah. Well, whoa. Hold yeah, on. Hold yeah. Later. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I think there's a we we kind of opened up a piece in both of us when we made that documentary. Uh, just in that sort of world. And the next thing, and the next thing we're about to kind of embark on will be an extension of that. It won't necessarily be a documentary, but it'll be uh, visual and, and cinematic in a way. That. And um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We're sort of we finished the record, and that was its own finish line. And now it's just, yeah, that's
3: kind of where we're at. All right. I love it. You know, you know, one
1: thing that I did love was your bio in the documentary, and like <laughs> I'm serious, like oh, how when you were real writing it, was. it so truthfully. It was so, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. I, I wish I saw shit like this all the time. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like you never do. And that's why I click so, just so heavily with it. I'm like, man, these people are incredibly real. They're so real that it's actually enjoyable to see all walks of what they're going through on this thing. It's insane.
3: Oh. Oh. <laughs> that means, Thank you.
1: That means so much.
2: I think that, that hearing that from, from you and like, I think the, the biggest goal when we made that, documentary was that other artists feel like it's they they feel like it's a piece of them or a piece of their story or a piece yeah had to be truthful so that's why like it's 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 messy and there are these moments that are pulling the rug out on um like the restaurant gig was was awful but it was like we have to show it because everybody who's in a band has been in that situation yes but oh my gosh wait can i just
0: say to you when you guys were playing that's the one you didn't have a pa right Yes. yes i was screaming at the tv oh my god they don't have a pa Oh my God, no one's going to hear them. They're just going to play to nobody. I mean, literally, I've done that. And people yeah. come up to you, when are you guys going to play? We already did. Yeah. We just finished. We, yes. yeah. Oh my
3: God.
2: It's, it's... uh Ugh. Ugh.
3: I like still feel it in my bones. <laughs> okay, you
1: know? okay, come back. You're in Santa Monica.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we just played a sold out show with Katie Tunstall and oh, yeah, Joshua yeah, Exactly, Tree. exactly. <laughs> We are living our best life right now. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, man. Okay, Uh, we are at the part of the program. It's called It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere, where we ask five quick questions. Uh, To wrap it up and get to know you even better, Jim and Sam, uh, are you ready to go? Oh, yeah. All right, Uh, question number one. We've talked about leaving Los Angeles. If there was one place you could move to and still do what you love and money wasn't a concern, where would you zap yourself to right now? I am thinking.
1: I'm thinking. I'm thinking the edge of uh, Jersey. <laughs> yeah, just just huh.
3: Like you don't have to be here forever, just like in this moment. Yeah, you
0: are just like yeah. you're going to live there now for a little bit. And it's okay. like like a zap. You're there money's not you don't have to move stuff. You're there there. You're doing everything you want.
3: But it's not Los Angeles. Okay. Paris, baby. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good one. Can I take that too? Yeah. But I was gonna say, I was gonna say Stockholm, but like I, I think Paris is better. No, you want
2: to go dress like Phoenix? <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay okay yeah.
3: okay. Paris is good. Paris is good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, question number two.
1: All right. You traveled the world in your documentary year long tour. What's the most unusual food item you tried along
2: the way? I think we accidentally ate horse
3: meatballs.
2: We did. Oh. We didn't horse horse meatballs. I think so.
3: Wait, when?
2: I think we were in that, it was was the nicest person we've ever met. He was the sound guy at a show in Sweden and (gasps) I think he made his dinner. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is like an alternative meat. Like this is like super good, like, like bolognese sauce. It's like
3: very kind of. I don't think it was horse, Jim. Okay. Well, anyway, it was something. (laughs) But it was something weird. It was definitely a ball, right? (laughs) It was some kind of ball. It was a, yeah. It was a ragu. I had never tasted it it before.
2: It was a ragu.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It was a. It was. That gross. sounds quite good. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: It was yeah. delicious, but gross in hindsight.
3: No, gross in the moment too. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> he listened. He might
3: listen. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. So Question sorry.
0: number three. Uh, name one thing no one told you about having a kid that now you're like. <laughs> got it.
3: Time. You don't have much of it. I think. What do you think? And it's so cliche, but it's just. It is that. Yeah. It's like. It's. But in. But. At the same time, I, on that, on the complete flip side of that, somebody was also like, "But your time is going to be a lot more precious, and you're going to use it more wisely. Like you're not going to waste time as much. Um, I'm. I feel like we're a lot better about not wasting time. You have faster arguments, for one. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. We could teach. We got to get to this, Jim. Why did you do that? Yeah, will, come on. <laughs> <will>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, Jim. Go. 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 It will.
2: It, it will make you have your worst day, and it'll also make your worst day completely non-existent.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's sweet. That is very sweet.
2: Okay, uh, a little dark, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Question number four.
1: <laughs> okay. If the two of you were to walk, uh, walk out the door right now, and your theme song started playing, like that's not one of your own songs, what song would it be?
2: Nothing's gonna stop us now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Oh, you have it I, all ready to go. I like I it. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's it's always that's our go, that's our thing. We
2: yeah. ask each other that once a day to make sure that we haven't unwavered. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: We're
1: still there. Hey, hey Jim.
3: Yeah. So What's we have song? so
2: much in common. Yeah. We have so much in common, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, are we leaving Los Angeles? What's your theme song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number oh five. God. This is our final question. Jim and Sam, uh, with your documentary and also your music overall, what message do you hope to give people about life? Hmm.
3: I think, I think just show up. I think whatever you do, whatever you're doing, um, just show up to it completely, and uh, it'll turn out okay. It'll turn out better than okay. <laughs>
2: no, I think that yeah. I was I was gonna say just, fi- like if you're in, if, if if when you're in a tough place or a dark place in your life find like the crumb like the tiniest shed of something shed of something that you love to do or enjoy to do and just start there start on like the smallest thing that feels good Mm. and continually show up to that and if you do it it'll just start to kind of spread into the other stuff that's that would be my
0: I like it. That's a big theme of our podcast that we try to spread to people. Is there's so many people that I know who are just like, oh, well, I don't even know what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. It's like, just start with anything little mm-hmm. that you have any yeah. joy in at all. And right. Go joy, there. happiness. What's What makes yeah. you feel you know, good? Those try things, that yeah. out yeah. just for yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Start there. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, Jim and Sam, you've been a joy. The new album is Good on the Other Side. I do recommend checking out their documentary where they travel the world for a whole year playing shows every day after so many days. Uh, thank you guys for being on our podcast and sharing all your passions and a little snuggle to uh, your daughter. Did you say it's Hazel? hmm little snuggle and uh, looking forward. I, I haven't seen you guys play live, so keep us abreast of your shows. Yes. Uh, we missed that sold-out <laughs> show. Katie, but uh, <laughs> think we'll okay. make the next one.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: thank you for having us, and thank you for uh, you know doing doing this this podcast and talking about this uh, with people. It just y'all are great. Thank you very very yeah, much. Yeah, thank for you
0: guys. Us.
1: Thanks for listening to the "Cause I Have to" podcast.
0: Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have to Podcast.
1: Email us at Cause I Have to Podcast at gmail.com.
0: If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them.
1: And if you dig what you hear, please. Share Share the the podcast podcast on your your socials
0: so we can grow this baby.
1: Okay, folks, until next time.